0: This is the Forex Q&A Podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading-related question on your mind, good news, I have probably already answered it. So what you should do is check out No Nonsense Forex on YouTube. Run a search in the video section and see if I have answered the question there already. Or if you cannot find the answer there, you can also go to the No Nonsense Forex Discord forum. Link will be provided down below in the show notes and in the YouTube description. So if you are a frequent visitor to www.nononsenseforex.com, and you should be, after all, it is the place to be, uh, you have probably noticed uh, the lack of a contact form. I used to have a contact form, I used to have a tab for it, and now I do not. I'm going to go ahead and bring it back uh, against my better judgment. Now what was happening uh, is most people were using it the wrong way. There are very clearly defined directions on it. It is to contact me for something that I may need to be aware of, like a problem with the site. Somebody stealing my material, um, anybody who wants to get in contact with me for business purposes, things like that. Uh, But there are a large handful of you out there who just cannot do anything correctly. And I'm no longer giving you guys the language barrier as an excuse. The directions are very clear on that form, but the majority of people were contacting me just to get on the email list, which, is everybody listening? The email list does not exist anymore. You cannot be on something that does not exist. So when things get out of hand like that, I just get rid of it. Uh, But now people are still trying to get on the email list through the testimonials form, and this is why we can't have nice things. So I'm bringing it back, but for all of you who have made it to this episode and are up to speed, I love you all. But please do not contact me directly unless you absolutely have to. Um, If you want to say how much you love the channel, that's always great. Um, But you can do that on the YouTube comment section. Um, You can do that on the Podbean comment section if you're there. You can go give the podcast a five-star review on iTunes and leave your stuff there. I love reading those things. Uh, It never gets old. um, But I'm really trying to keep my inbox down as far as I can these days. Because once it gets out of hand... I spend most of my time doing that instead of doing the things that I really need to be doing. Nothing personal. Thank you for understanding. It is the Forex Q&A podcast, and we are finally, uh, at episode 73, going to pull back the curtain a little bit on my overall lifestyle. I get asked this question quite a bit, uh, but as a lot of you guys know, I'm a pretty private guy. Um, I don't like talking about myself unless it can serve as an example to you guys, because not that I'm super great or anything, but I've just, I've put in a lot of work and I've grinded it out and I've become a professional Forex trader. And I think people can learn from that process. But instead of talking about how I did it through you know, technical analysis and things like that, like I normally do, what we've been doing lately on the videos and on the podcast is kind of taking a step back and looking at everything through more of a macro view. So I'm going to tell you kind of a zoomed out version, pretty much my journey from when I arrived in Las Vegas in 2006 up until right now. Now a lot of you are used to getting information from this channel that is the complete opposite from almost everything you have seen on social media regarding forex trading. And this episode is certainly going to be no different. Because terms like forex trader lifestyle and life of a professional forex trader get a lot of searches on Google and YouTube and everywhere else. And uh, the results are all over the place. Uh, So sometimes you just see some guy just taking you through his day. Like he wakes up, he trades, he goes to the gym, he does this, and then that's the end of the video. Uh, It doesn't really tell you a whole lot, but, you know, there it is. Um, A lot of them don't talk about Forex at all. Uh, They just talk about rich people or rich day traders, and they don't even really tell you exactly how they made their money. Uh, You know, I was a bit surprised to see that, but uh, I saw quite a few videos like that, just putting up a simple search. Uh, So that wasn't very helpful, and uh, the majority, I guess, I thought I would see more, uh, but I definitely did see a strong handful of these videos on YouTube, where the stereotype, you know, look how much money I made in the Forex market, I'm super rich, look at all my cool stuff, join my workshop or buy my course, links are down below in the description. Now, I've said this before, I don't have a problem with people who are actual millionaires selling courses. I think it's loser think to get upset at people who want to do that. If you have information worth having and you want to sell it for whatever it's worth, the free market will decide whether it's worth that or not. And if you really are who you say you are, you're going to have longevity and you're going to do really well. If you don't, then any money you make is going to be very, very short-lived and you're going to pay dearly on the reputation side. So if you want to take that risk and put yourself out there, you go right ahead. I also know that this is the perfect way to attract low intelligence people and very desperate people who want a flashy lifestyle like that. And they think Forex trading is how they are going to get there. So basically you're bringing on a bunch of people who are absolutely bound to fail no matter what you tell them. But it's the first law of marketing don't advertise to the intelligent. Um, There's far less of them. Now, I don't know exactly how intelligent all of you are out there, but I can say most of my audience at least is not the type, or at least in present day, is not the type of person to fall for videos like that. I mean, they tell me stories about it all the time. I mean, Instagram alone is a total gong show when it comes to people just like this showing something flashy and then trying to sell you a Forex trading course or signals or whatever they have. But if you're the type of person who genuinely wants to know what it's like to be a professional Forex trader, to me, who is one, and if for anybody out there who's new and you doubt that I am one and I have the, the balls to put my name and title at the bottom of every video if I wasn't really a trader. If you really want to be an annoying prick about it, you can call Maverick FX out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and ask them, does VP, or Patrick from Las Vegas, either way, does he actually trade for your firm? (laughs) And they are going to tell you yes. You can talk to Darren, or Rob, or Corey, or Pauline, they all know me. Uh, But yes, uh, everything I said about my actual profession is true. I've been with them since 2014. And there are two main things I want you to know about this lifestyle. What it is and what you can expect out of it. So instead of just saying what those two things are, let me kind of lead into this by telling you uh, the story of how I went from where I was to where I am. And I really only do this because I think there's some great takeaways to be had And just to show you that the road there, and even once you get there, it's not super glamorous like people let on. Uh, It's great, don't get me wrong. Uh, I am time rich, and that's all I've ever wanted. And the actual money part, we will talk about towards the end. Uh, But... Certainly wasn't always this way. Uh, when I got into Las Vegas, the only thing I really knew how to do was wait tables and work in hospitality. It's the only thing I was ever good at. It's only, really the only thing I ever did uh, with any success. Um, but I knew that if you can get a good job in a big tourist city like that, you can actually make a pretty good life for yourself waiting tables, where a lot of cities you just can't do that. So why not get up and get out of the Midwest and go someplace fun and do that? So the first place I worked didn't work out, but I did get a taste of the type of money you can really make there. And then the second restaurant I ended up working for was an absolute jackpot. I mean, in about four or five months, it became one of the, if not the, hottest restaurant in Las Vegas back in 2007. I mean, every major celebrity under 40 at the time, uh, professional athletes, casino executives, I mean, you would see people like that on a random Wednesday night at this restaurant. And as a result, the money was phenomenal. I'd never even seen this kind of money before. And I was bringing it in, in cash every night. And this just became my new normal. So it was time for me to say, okay, I've never owned anything before. It's time to actually own my own place. Um, So I bought a condo. It wasn't even a really big Condo, but it was still pretty expensive because this was the very, very top of the market in 2007. This was what they call the bubble. And I looked at my money and I did something that none of you should ever get caught doing. And if you catch yourself doing it, stop immediately. I projected. So I said, okay, I'm making this much money a month. So that's going to end up being this much money a year. Wow. That's a lot of money. And so if I just keep making this money year after year, this is what I can expect, I can afford this condo, even though it seems kind of high for what it is. So I just went ahead and did it, and because the market crashed very shortly after that, um, that condo never made a dime of money. It did nothing but lose its value, and lose a lot of its value since the day I bought it. And I was upside down, underwater, in huge debt, whatever you want to call it, ever since. And to make matters worse, uh, trends change, and my restaurant was no longer the hottest restaurant on the block, and management changed, and it wasn't a good place to work anymore, I wasn't making a lot of money, and I left. And I had never seen that level of money ever again from any job I ever worked since. I had a lot of restaurant jobs on the Las Vegas Strip, which sounds really great, but They were either jobs that really didn't pay that well, to which there are more out there than you think, and go figure, those were the jobs that would give me five or six shifts a week, so I was stuck working a lot for just barely enough money to get by on, or, uh, which was even worse, really, I would get into restaurants where you could make a lot of money, Um, I just didn't have the seniority, or I wasn't enough of a yes man, or whatever it was, to get any more than maybe one to three shifts a week at these places. Either way, I wasn't pulling enough money in, and I had this hotshot restaurant job at a Las Vegas strip restaurant, but at the end of the day, had almost no disposable income in my pocket. Everything I had just went to bills and mortgage and food and things like that. And I've told you guys the story before the curse of the smart kid how I was the smart kid when I was very young and I was always told you're going to do really great things you're super smart you're destined for greatness all this stuff and that did nothing but put this horrible undue pressure on me my entire life. So here I am, the smart kid who is just completely pissing away, you know, my prime years stuck in this situation to where I had all these great ideas for businesses um, that I couldn't even really start because I couldn't put any funding behind them, and I didn't want to take out a loan because I was already in debt. you know. And I was starting to trade Forex, but I wasn't really good at it yet, and so it was just a really miserable feeling for a very long time. Uh, but there's two things I did that I thought were very smart while this was going on. First off, I lived well below my means. I'm not a real flashy guy anyway, so I guess that kind of helped you know, but I didn't make matters worse by buying stuff I couldn't afford. And then, especially when I had those jobs where I was only working a few days a week, if that, I made sure that I didn't waste the time I had. You know, I didn't start drinking a lot or feeling sorry for myself or anything like that. I took the one other thing I was actually starting to get good at, apart from restaurants, and that was Forex, and did everything I could to make my trading as consistently profitable as I could. Because I don't think I was ever going to be able to put myself in a position where I could just trade my own money. I mean, I think at this point, as much debt I was in and as much money I wasn't really making, this was never a possibility. But I felt like if I could just show consistent results, that somebody out there would give me money to trade for on their behalf. Now, the first two companies I went to were Duds, and then I found Maverick and finally got started there. And in the early years of me trading for Maverick, I wasn't making a lot either, but I would also do other things like private coaching. So let me be very clear. I do not do this now, um, because when I did it, I actually hated it but it was enough money to kind of supplement my income a little bit and keep me afloat during those early times of trading where you haven't even really made back the money you've put into the firm. Uh, So I, I quit coaching as soon as I was able to, and then trading started getting good enough to the point where I could actually sit back and say, okay, let me just take a loss on this condo and get rid of it. And once I do that, do I have to work restaurants any longer? And at first, the answer was, yes, you absolutely do have to keep your night job. Uh, But over time, the debt went away, and the money started coming in better and better. And then I made that leap and quit restaurants and never looked back. But you better believe I made sure that I was debt-free and had a little bit of a cushion first. Because remember back when I said there's two things I really want you to take away from this podcast, as far as what it's like to be a professional Forex trader, the number one thing about this business is it is extremely inconsistent. And thank God I was ready for this. You know, I spent a lot of time not knowing how much money I was going to make the next day or the next week or the next month. So I had to plan accordingly. And I just became good at doing that. And that would really serve me well down the road because there is really no time to really sit back and pop the champagne cork and buy yourself something nice and really treat yourself for a job well done because you never truly know just how long this is going to last. Now hopefully it lasts a very, very long time. Hopefully it lasts your entire life. But if you really don't adopt a long game approach and Forex trading is 100% of your income, It can really screw with you, especially early on. But at the same time, I did not want this lifestyle to go away. I finally had that time richness that I've always wanted. So what did I do? Instead of going out and buying myself nice things, I did everything I could to make sure this lifestyle never goes away. I got good at other markets. I can now afford to start those other businesses. I could put my money in more passive income things like we talked about in the buy and hold video. You know, and I just have that type A personality to where I always need to be doing something. I have all these ideas. I need to harness those thoughts and actually make something of it if it's something I know that would stimulate me and if it's something I can enjoy and it's something that wouldn't suck up all of my time. You know, that's what my life is. It's just constantly trying to build and build and add those layers of protection on. So this lifestyle that I've worked so hard to create never goes away. And I guess that leads me into the second part of what being a professional Forex trader is, what the lifestyle is. It's anything you choose it to be. If it's flashy cars and private jets and things like that, okay. Um, I don't think it's going to last very long. I mean, don't you need to have really great money management to be a professional Forex trader? And the first thing you go do is buy depreciating assets? Eh. You know, you do whatever you want to do. This is money you made. Nobody else made it. You get to do whatever you want. But remember, like I said before, you are going to live a very long time. Might as well build that empire while you can. And in the meantime, my life does not suck. It's just not flashy. It's not on the surface what a lot of people would think it is. You know I can actually enjoy my super fun city now a lot more than I could before, but I've also been here a long time, and I want to go somewhere else and live all over the place, you know, and experience that type of lifestyle too. You know, I want to be around other you know digital nomads and be around that energy and those ideas. And that's really the future for myself that I've always wanted, but was just so far away from for so long. So now that it's here, the only thing financially that I'm even remotely concerned about right now, Is just making sure it never goes away. I worked way too hard and struggled way too long to get to this point. You better believe that preservation is my number one goal and nothing else is even a close second. So traders, my best piece of advice to you is if you ever get to this point or if you are already there now, realize how fortunate you are. And you know what? I shouldn't even say fortunate. Luck had nothing to do with it. You worked your ass off. You got here on your own. But if you are in this situation, just be really grateful for it and understand that if you don't take the necessary steps to preserve it, it could all be gone one day and it may never come back. So the real life of a professional Forex trader is anything you choose it to be. Just make that choice a smart one. So from a money standpoint, just remember, I shouldn't have to tell you this, but it's really, really tacky to ask somebody how much money they make. Um, and if you were to even ask me, I couldn't tell you because with all the different irons I have in the fire, you know, one month looks completely different from the month before it. Uh, But I'll, I'll just put it this way. Money wise, do I have enough money to go out and buy a private jet and a McLaren? Uh, No, I do not. Do I have enough money to rent those things and then round up some local Vegas girls and then shoot a video telling you how baller my life is and how you should buy my course? I probably do. Uh, But let's all just be glad I never took that route, because then this podcast here would never exist, would it? So we all have dreams, traders, as unique as they are. And one of the dreams I didn't have years ago, but I do now, is to get as many of you as humanly possible to that point where you want to be as well. But if you get there, just remember, the game is far from over. It's only beginning. There's a lot of work still left to be done. So wherever you are in this journey, you know exactly what needs to be done. You need to work relentlessly towards this dream of yours. You can't preserve something that's not there. So go get it.